Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles, yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible, then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas, quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Hello, my dear listeners. This is Guys with Bibles. I'm Sean. And I'm Lee. And that was a really boring intro, wasn't <laughs> You sound <it>? sad. <laughs> I'm just really tired. We had sick children, and I think I'm sick now. <laughs> yeah, go but. blow your nose. But um, tonight we're just gonna go over a Valley of Vision prayer and then over Psalm four. Yeah, we are. So I'm gonna go ahead and just cut to the chase and read the Valley of Vision prayer. Vroom vroom. This is fa- if you have the bonded leather version, which you should of the Valley of Vision. If you don't have it, you should. <laughs> it will make you a better Christian. It may help you get to heaven a little easier. Not promising that, but it's it it doesn't hurt. Don't it's right there in the Bible. Yeah. You gotta have a bonded leather valley of vision. Yes, not the paperback. Although you'll do a little less time in purgatory if you get the paperback, but go bonded leather and you're gonna head straight to the top. Oh boy. <laughs> but it, anyway. The the bonded leather version, uh, it's found on page 226. Um, the title is Evening Renewal. And here it goes. My father, if thy mercy had bounds, where would be my refuge from ju- just wrath? But thy love in Christ is without measure. Thus I present myself to thee with sins of commission and omission against thee, my father, Against thee, adorable Redeemer, against thee and thy strivings, O Holy Spirit, against the dictates of my conscience, against the precepts of thy word, against my neighbors and myself, enter not into judgment with me, for I plead no righteousness of my own, and have no cloak for iniquity. Pardon my day dark with evil, this night I renew with penitence. Every morning I vow to love thee more fervently, to serve thee more sincerely, to be more devoted in my life, to be wholly thine. Yet I soon stumble, backslide, and have to confess my weakness, misery, and sin. But I bless thee that the finished work of Jesus needs no addition from my doings, that his oblation is sufficient satisfaction for my sins. If future days be mine, help me to amend my life, to hate and abhor evil, to flee the sins I confess. 
Make me more resolute, more watchful, more prayerful. Let no evil fruit spring from evil seeds my hands have sown. Let no neighbor be hardened in vanity and folly by my want of circumspection. If this day I have been ashamed of Christ and his word, or have shown unkindness, malice, envy, lack of love, unadvised speech, hasty temper, let it be no stumbling blocks to others, or dishonor to thy name. O help me to set an upright example, that I will ever rebuke vice, allure to goodness, and evidence that lovely are the ways of Christ. Amen. Wow. I think I say wow every time we read one of these. Yeah, you don't have anything else to say. No. But it's... Because I'm dumb. (laughs) According to this prayer, yes, we are. Yeah, so dumb. But... Although although this prayer, it's, it's... It's focused on our sin, and it's the righteousness of Christ. That, that's... It's not nothing that we do for it right here. It says, for I plead no righteousness of my own and have no cloak for iniquity. Uh, it, it's, it's all Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that we can stand before the father is because of Christ and what he's done for us. Yeah. I love that message of, of this uh, prayer. Um, Cause it's really straightforward about, about how um, all of our goodness is worthless, and the only goodness we have is Christ. Um, I I think it's interesting. I I'm pretty sure that the titles uh, of these uh, prayers were added um, in the collection that that the original authors didn't title them this way. But I think it's interesting that this is referred to as an evening renewal. Uh, I get the renewal part for sure, but it's interesting that it's evening, and I I think I, I can understand why. Because uh, I think we have that need sometimes, uh, really often, especially for me, I'll just say for myself, that you end up feeling defeated at the end of the day. You know, you can have a very hard day at work where, you know, had to make difficult decisions or deal with something difficult or, or you just end up something happening in the day, whether it's a work day or another kind of day and you, you come back home and you're you're low on energy, you've, you're just spent because of what you have had to do, and you need renewal in the evening. And, yeah. you know, you can be pretty overcome with the weight of your sin in the course of a day after you've, perhaps you've committed a sin, either willingly or unwillingly. Um, I don't, I don't ever do that. <laughs> I know you don't. I, I don't I'm not really talking, talking to you about. anyway. I'm talking to... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm talking to reprobates like me. <laughs> But, um, like, you know, I've, in my, in, in my times, I, like it says near the end, it says, let no neighbor be hardened in vanity and folly by my want of circumspection. I've done that. Um, I've not been resolute. I haven't been watchful or prayerful at many times. Um, evil fruit has sometimes sprung from evil seeds that my hands have sown. And I, the weight of those sins can really uh, weigh on you especially, you know, in the evening after the day's done. And some sometimes these sins are fresh. And it's so uh, helpful to have, you know, a time of evening renewal where you reflect not only on your own sin and, and repent, which is really essential, 
but also to meditate on the fact that um, when we sin, we've sinned only against God, and He's willing every time to forgive His children, um, to not judge them, but to uh, um, to cloak us with Christ's righteousness again and again, no matter how often yeah, we stumble. It, yeah, it's it's um it's actually pretty traditional to pray a prayer like this in the evening or before bed. Uh, because way back when, when the, uh, the breviary or the liturgy, the hours would occur. Oh yeah. The breviary, the breviary. (laughs) Yes. Uh, your confession and repentant prayers were always focused. They were they happen throughout the day, of course, but it, the ninety percent of it occurred at vespers in the evening. So this is when you know you've li- you've lived through the day, you've messed up numerous times, of course, and this is the point where you you're home, you slow down, you sit. And you reflect on what you've done, and you repent of it, and confess it, and see yourself as you truly are before the Father, and and remember all our hope is in Christ and what He's done for us. So, yeah, I think the one the one line about halfway through where it says, "But I bless thee that the finished work." Jesus needs no addition from my doings, but that his oblation yeah. is sufficient satisfaction for my sins. I really like that a lot, because I think that kind of puts the whole thing succinctly. Yeah, the uh, the, the the Judaizers needed to hear that, didn't they? Oh, for real. There's Judaizers today that need to hear that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was, oh, like, what was it? I think it was like a really early uh, episode of the, they don't even have it anymore. It was uh, with Christ Hold Fast. I think it was a really early episode of the Christ Hold Fast cast. Wow. Uh, they don't even have that, they don't even have that podcast anymore. But See, that's a deep it, cut. I think it. Yeah, I think it was it was Dan Price, and it, I don't know if it was Chad Bird or not. I don't think it was. I'll have to ask him. But uh, Dan said something along. They were talking about the Judaizers and stuff, and Dan said something along the course of when you start adding to the gospel, it's not the gospel anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, he equated it to a. He was like, "Okay, the, this glass." He was like, "I'm going to say this glass of water that's in front of me that you can't see is the gospel." He was like, "Then I'm going to put a drop of pee in it, <laughs> and then tell you to drink it. Are you going to drink that? Is it considered? Is <laughs> that such a Dan Price like, thing to say too?" Yeah, he was like, "That's no longer water, and you're not going to drink it because it's, it's not tainted. really water." He was like, and that's what they do to the gospel when they they taint it with mm-hmm. awful stuff when they add to it. So it was a great comparison. It was just like really like out of nowhere, out of left field. He said that. It was kind of funny. It's so true, though. I've heard people use that comparison, but they've said um, 
like cyanide instead of instead of urine. But <laughs> yeah, he said pee. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think that's more visceral and more relatable for most people because I don't know about you, but I've never uh, come into contact with cyanide before, so it's kind of a a foreign concept yeah. to my experience. My Not lived in this experience. Day and age. You used to be able to buy that at the hardware now, I store. I was going to say now polonium. I've I've dealt with that plenty, and boy howdy, a glass of that'll really wake you up in the morning. <laughs> really, really get you. Really moving. gets you moving. Yeah, energized. Mm. So so energized, your skin comes off. But anyway, <laughs> jump right out of your skin. Um, I I mean I could I could go on and on about uh about this um this prayer. Uh, I think it's a really good piece of um. Of repentance, uh, penitence—I guess you could call it. It uses the word penitence, um, and it's like you said before. It's a traditional way of praying that you would pray a prayer like this of of repentance and and recounting sin and asking for forgiveness in the evening. And I think that's remembering that kind of stuff is a good way to really build a, a daily prayer habit, where you're going to pray yeah. for certain things at different times of the day, and it it is a good. I think that's a good way of reminding ourselves to to be to pray always. Is if we have certain things we pray for, certain things that we say at different times of the day. You know, we say a Thanksgiving prayer when we wake up, you know, or or something like that. It's a good thing. Absolutely. It's a good thing. All right. Well, we can move on to our psalm. So I know we we talked before about um, we talked about the book by Don Whitney, Praying the Bible, and uh, we both really enjoyed the concept in that book of what he called praying the Psalms of the day, which was basically using the calendar date of of the current day and uh, basically having five psalms that you can pray or choose from to pray through uh, in the course of that day. And so we thought it would be an interesting idea to use one of the psalms of the day for today. Today's December 4th as we're recording this, so it seems only natural that we would we would uh, talk about Psalm 4, and um, which really coordinates well with this uh, with this Valley of Vision prayer, because uh, this is all... Yeah, that was my prayer. idea. Yeah. That was my idea, yeah, so... You're smart. We get it. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, th- I didn't say thank you, but I do now. <laughs> I know, so I said you're welcome again. Yeah. Okay, we're good. Niceties are over. <laughs> uh, like right. a good Christian, I'm going to include the heading of the psalm with the rest of the psalm because we believe that the headings and credits on each psalm are part of the inspired text. So and you better say Salah. Salah. Well. Um which reminds me of a really good Kanye West song, but I digress. <laughs> yes. Um so this so Psalm 4 is an evening prayer of trust in God and it says uh for the choir director on stringed instruments a psalm of David. So this is a psalm that David wrote. And I'm reading this in Nasby like a good Christian. <laughs> that's that's my little bit of works righteousness right there. Okay. I repent of that. Okay, here we go. 
Answer me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have relieved me in my distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. O sons of men, how long will my honor become a reproach? How long will you love what is worthless and aim at deception? Selah. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly man for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Tremble and do not sin. Meditate in your heart upon your bed and be still. Selah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and trust in the Lord. Many are saying, who will show us any good? Lift up the light of your countenance upon us, O Lord. You have put gladness in my heart, more than when their grain and new wine abound. In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me to dwell in safety. This here ends the reading. Excellent. Nice, short, and to the point. I love I love a good, solid, short psalm. A little punchy. The psalms of Ascent now, are good uh, for that, too. I love those. I love yeah. that section. But anyway. Um, the first verse that, like, punched me right in the face, like, like Sugar Ray Leonard. The fist came out of your Bible and just smacked you upside the head. Yeah, just, just smacked me right in the face. But it was verse 3. Yep. Uh, no, that the my I'm reading in the CSB like a reprobate, like a I good guess. Southern Baptist, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not. Jeremy yeah, Lee, take that, Jeremy Lee. We're reformed. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have uh, to have him. We we name check him enough. We're gonna have to have him on again to answer some of these controversies that we talk about. <laughs> yeah. So we can verbally assault them. Jeremy, have your people call my people, and we'll get this scheduled out. And we'll do lunch. Hey, that's a thought. Anyway, go ahead. But uh, in the CSB, it says, Know that the Lord has set apart the faithful for himself. The Lord will hear when I call to him. So, like, it was just like covenant promises just punched me right in the Mm -hmm. face. Like, it's... It's amazing that God has set the faithful apart for himself, and the faithful can't be faithful without having the faith given to them by God. So it's it's amazing. God has, in his sovereign grace, chosen a people, given them the faith that they need to be saved, and saves them through that faith. So it, it's all because of God. God worked everything for his good and for the good of his people. And uh, all through the promises he's made through all these covenants throughout scripture, culminating in the new covenant in Christ's blood. So it's, uh, it's just an amazing, amazing, amazing thing. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Um, that's so, that concept is so radical and you can find it all through the Bible and, and people have found so many ways to misunderstand, like, you know, oh, you, you have to be godly in order, in order to, to, to be good enough to be saved. You know, you have to clean yourself up. You have to become like, you, you know, you have to do, um, like God in order to be saved. And really, you know, God, God has to do work in you before you can do anything that glorifies God. You know, in in your own flesh, neither do you want to do anything that glorifies God, nor can you. 
you just don't have the yeah. you just don't have the ability um and so you know this godly man which you know is it's safe to say that you know david's talking about himself here uh that's not yeah. self-righteous because as as a as a covenant child of god he is godly um god has made that yeah. that investment in him you know he's been saved on by Christ on credit, you know, b- before Christ came, uh, he's still saved by grace just the same way we are. That's the only way he can be called godly. In fact, in other Psalms, David does refer to Yahweh as the God of my righteousness. Oh yeah. So I'm like, it couldn't be more, more clear than that unless you want, you want to read it wrong. You know, God is the source of his righteousness. He didn't become righteous so that God would be his God. God is the God of his righteousness. The same way that, Yahweh is the God of your righteousness and my righteousness. You know, it's gifted. It's credited. Um, another aspect, too, is, um, especially when it comes to being an evening psalm, like the, uh, like the Valley of Vision in verse 4 where it says, um, Tremble and do not sin. Meditate in your heart upon your bed and be still. Um, that's a hard thing for, for me to do. Because I tend to, I tend to end up distracting myself at night. And when yeah. I'm in bed, I'm either in bed and um, trying to wind down by watching a YouTube video or uh, or doing anything but meditating on God. You know, I'm trying to get to sleep, or I'm reading an email, or responding to an email, or checking Facebook, or even. Yeah, or like laying there thinking about what you have to do the next day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so trying to get to sleep. Yeah. yeah, it's it's anything but what you should be doing. I do the same. Well, thing. and sometimes I and, mean I've I've even found that when I sometimes when I start to pray the way that I norm I, I want to pray at night, which is usually, you know, generally every time I pray uh, in the course of the prayer, I'm praying for somebody or for something. And I tend to end up working myself up <laughs> over either the people I'm praying about or or tough situations that I need to address in prayer. And I've I've discovered I need to pray differently before bed. Otherwise, I'm gonna <laughs> I end up ruining my sleep thinking about problems right. or suffering yeah. that other people are going through or things like that. Um, yeah. So you know, meditating. I've had to learn to meditate in my heart upon my bed. Needs to be. I need to pray. Um, prayers of thankfulness uh, or gratitude to God before I before I go to bed. Not intercede. That's right. not the time for me to intercede. I've discovered, you know, for myself, which is hard because that's that's the way I've always thought of prayer for so long. Is that when we pray, we're praying for other people or we're praying for something. When really, I need to I need to spend every bit as much of time in prayer praising rather than petitioning. Right. Which is something I'm just not yeah. very good at a lot of the time. So I confess. Not, I confess, not to say, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> now pray your act of contrition. <laughs> I'm kidding. How many Hail Marys and how many Our Fathers? <laughs> um. uh, one other thing uh, for me in verse 6, where it says, Lift up the, the light of your countenance upon us, O Lord. And I liked the the kind of subtle reference here to the um, ironic blessing. I was gonna I was gonna hit that. Now you know what the CSB says. What's it say? Here. 
Tell us. It says, let let the light of your face shine on us, Lord. Oh, so. interesting. Well, they don't want to so use big that, words. Like no, because it's like a seventh grade reading level, you know? <laughs> it's like the Reader's Digest of Bibles. <laughs> what? Now. <laughs> okay, I, I will say. Actually, that's a pretty good comparison. <laughs> I, I really, I actually, for all the for all the ironic uh, ragging that I do on it, I really do like the CSB, and I really it's, like it's not that it, it's good. It, it's it's kind of like it's not as good as the NIV eighty four, but it's better than the new NIV. You, it reminds me so much of the NIV eighty four sometimes when I read out of it, and I I don't I know, I it like so it. Much. I I personally like the the CSB over the NIV 84, but they're both really good. I think the NIV 84, if you're not going to take a literal translation of the Bible with you, get that one, because that's a great one. I think I love it out of nostalgia, so I'll just be upfront about that. Yeah. You're a 90s Bible quiz kid. (laughs) Got that right. Bible quizzing forever. (laughs) Um, Since you were talking about face, I I pulled up this psalm in uh, literal word and looked it up. And the word that is there as countenance in Psalm 4, uh, one of the translations of it is face. So it can be face or presence um, or, or even right. the surface of. So they can talk about like the face of the ground and they'll use the same word. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Pane, I think, is how you pronounce it. Now, I was going to jump back to verse 5 if you're done with yeah, verse I'm done. 6. Um, it says, offer sacrifices in righteousness oh, snap. and trust in oh, the snap. Lord. Get your bulls ready. So. Right? It's. <laughs> right. Go bleed a bull. But it's. it. It's not just offering a sacrifice because throughout. I think it's in like lamentations and stuff when the, when the priests are offering these sacrifices and they're just going through the motions and they're just doing it because they have to do it. Um, God hates, hates that. He did not put that. He did not put the sacrificial system in place for them to just just do it, do it and not think about why they're doing it. And, see what it's for and and what they want here is to offer sacrifices in righteousness so it's it's all in faith and it's all in trust of god and his promises to them and in you know why he gave them that sacrificial system to begin with is it's it's a way to see what your sin actually does right yeah, that's that's why he you, says in that's why he tells Isaiah in Isaiah one that he's had enough of all these burnt offerings, all these rams and yeah. bulls and goats, um, you know that they they end up, they stink to him because the whole point of the sacrificial system wasn't to just you know spend so much of your livestock burning it in the temple. It was the fact that that was to accompany actual repentance and contrition, um, right? And it was kind of an outward symbol. Of especially, it was going to be a a type of what Christ was going to come to do and fulfill. Um, and I had a. It's, I'm glad that you mentioned this verse because I had a cross reference too when it came to the sacrifices that 
in Hebrews, and I'm turning to it now, I think it's in Hebrews 13, where the writer talks about uh, offering a sacrifice of praise, uh, which, are, which are lips that acknowledge... Here we go. Yeah, verse 15. Through him, which is Christ, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Because that gets right to the heart of the whole reason that the sacrificial system was there in the Old Testament prior to Christ fulfilling it. It was about repenting and praising God, and they had a, a very, very visceral way uh, of carrying that out. Um, but they, I mean, still, you had to confess your sins over a sin offering, and then it was sacrificed. So it, it, yeah. it was, and so they were basically saying empty words, not acknowledging God and killing animals in vain, thinking they were doing something holy just by doing it without any heart yeah, at all. Yeah, it was just, at that point, it was just an empty ritual with really no meaning. It's just, well, we better do this, you know, kind of thing. And it's, there was no trust in God. There was no trust in God's promises. There was no repentance. And that is the backbone of the sacrificial mm-hmm. system. It wasn't, you know, the bloodletting. That was a huge uh, part of it, right, of right. course, you know, it was, Huge. like you said, it was a type of Christ sacrifice, kind of a foreshadowing of it, and it also was a reminder of the wages of their sin and what it does and how awful it is. It's it's a dirty business, and they, they get to see that firsthand. Um and they also get to see it not happening to them. Right, because they, they deserve the death of that animal. That, that was what they deserved, and the animal got it instead, and all by the grace of God. And, and that was that's the backbone of it, is trusting God's promises and his covenants and his, his grace. That takes me back to the Valley of yeah. Vision, where it says that Christ's oblation is sufficient satisfaction for my sins. So that letting of that blood is what we would call an yeah. oblation. That's something that's done to wipe away an impurity. Um, that's that's a big that's, word. That kind of hurt my head. <laughs> it's a lot of syllables in that word. <laughs> but you, oblation, you gotta clap oh, it out. Oblation. But you know yeah. they were so they were performing oblations via animal sacrifice constantly, not just on the Day of Atonement. Oh yeah, constantly. Um, Weekly, daily. Morning and evening. Morning and evening, yeah, yeah, daily sacrifices. Can you imagine how tired the priests oh, were? I can't imagine. Like, that is such heavy because, work. Because uh, I've slaughtered animals. and I bet you have. You've done a lot of, thing to, you've <laughs> done a lot of things to animals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I'm tired after a deer. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine doing that to multiple animals a day of that same size of that same size well and think like, of all the livestock you'd have to raise um and feed and right order to keep that up too like that's so much but but yet uh and keep healthy because you couldn't sacrifice the, the sickly ones or the imperfect ones the sickly ones you had to have a good one you know it so. hurt i'm sure um but, you know, it's interesting, in the, with the background of all of that, in another psalm, and, and now I'm kicking myself that I can't remember which one, but where, where the psalmist says, 
you know, let the lifting, basically let the lifting up of my hands be the evening sacrifice. And I'm like, there's, there's a guy that gets it. You know, the yeah. sacrifice isn't cutting up the bull and spreading out the fat and, and setting it on the fire. The sacrifice is in the praise and the repentance that comes with the lifting of the hands in prayer. And like that, that's a guy that gets it. And that's why David can say here, you know, um, um, be gracious to me and hear my prayer. Meditate in your heart upon your bed and be still. Like that's that's the heart of of that worship. That's Psalm one forty one. Hey, there you go. We have a navigator. <laughs> um, that's one of my favorites. That that's a great psalm. I'm so terrible at remembering the numbers. Oh yeah, me too. I just have one more note on the psalm, unless you have something else to add. Mm, not in that verse. Okay. Well, I was going to skip all the way to verse 8, so whatever you have in between, let's hear it. Um, well, my next comment was verse 8. So. Okay, give it. You, let's hear it, son. You may, Ladies, firstly. <laughs> okay. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I, I got a piece of mail addressed to Miss Lee Jones. And it it really <laughs> made me mad. Yeah, oh, it really it really burned my bacon. Um, I'm gonna only refer to you as Miss Lee now. <laughs> That's fine. I've been called worse, really. <laughs> now, and, and at work to boot. So, uh, oh yeah. Anyway, um, in so verse eight says, "In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me to dwell in safety." And it's another it's another piece of this being an evening psalm because. Uh, the ultimate confidence of a believer is to be able to lie down and sleep well. And I know there's people who have lots of reasons for why they can't sleep, but for a believer, one of those should not be, am I going to lose my soul tonight? Which is a, a, you know, a reason yeah. a lot of people, even today, but especially back then, would have had difficulty sleeping, because in the, pag in the pagan systems, like under Baal worship or um, Asherah worship or um, Moloch, um, it was very works-based, and if you didn't offer the sacrifices right or whatever, you know, they believed that their pet deity could strike you dead. Um, so you had to be absolutely blameless in order to even continue on to the next day. Well, when you're the covenant child of, of God, uh, he's never going to strike you down out of punishment like that, you know, because we have the covenant promises of being a child of God, um, he, he does protect his children. Um, that doesn't mean nothing terrible will ever happen to us, but we don't have to fear for our souls when Yahweh is our God, because he, he right. will make us dwell in safety, in ultimate safety. Um, you know, he'll, he, guide, he guards our souls and our spirits, and um, we have the guarantee that we will spend eternity with him. Um, when we believe in Christ and uh, live according to his precepts in, in uh, worship and gladness. That's that was beautiful. What I got to say about that. <laughs> I was actually going to come at that from a little bit different angle and say that, yes, he's talking about actually lying down in bed and sleeping, but it, it's also at the end of your life, in Christ, Christ says uh, of, I can't remember of who one of the one of the 
people that he raised from the dead. It could have been the maybe a child. I can't remember. But uh, he said they're not they're not dead, but they're sleeping. And oh, that's the that's the little girl where he said Talitha Kumi. The yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I believe it's, uh, the, the very last prayer of the day here, I go back to the, the breviary, <laughs> the, the liturgy, the hours, but the very last, uh, prayer of the day is, is, uh, traditionally Compline or Compline, however you want to pronounce it. And it's, it's a core, they correlate sleep, going to bed with death and the peace we have in Christ that really to us, to a Christian, death is no more scary than sleep to a faithful Christian right. because we, we have the promises of Christ in us that we have that hope that on the last day we will be raised from the dead and stand before Christ and we will be welcomed into the new heavens and the new earth. And it's, there's, there's nothing to be afraid of in death. It's, it's no different than sleep to a Christian. And, uh, that's easy to say for me now because I'm not in that situation, but, uh, we really, there's nothing to fear in it. And it, and it's just as peaceful as Mm -hmm. sleeping. And, and it's only in, in Christ that we have that peace. Cause if you don't have Christ, death is scary, mm-hmm. extremely scary. Well, and you know, it, it is interesting, you know, when you compare the dying experiences of people who are saved and people who are lost, they really are dramatically different. Um, yeah. Cause I've, I've seen a few of those and it really, it really is true. Like a, a Christian who really knows the, the promises of God and, leans on God and really understands um, the power of the gospel, um, they really do. The fear the fear is only in how I'm going to cross the bar, so to speak. Um, but it's yeah. not the actual where am I going to be. Because really, right. every, every Christian has known where they're going to be after they die since the time they first believed. Because the promise is the same. The right. promise doesn't change in the course of your Christian life. Other than you're you're one yeah, moment closer to that time, but the promise is still the same yeah. that you'll be with him for eternity. Yeah, that that is true. We none of us has actually experienced death yet, mm-hmm. of course, obviously. So it's it's the scary the the scary part is what does that feel like? Mm-hmm. What what am I going to have to is go it gonna hurt? To get there? Yeah. Well, how, you know, no one knows how they're going, how that's that ends going to come to a come to each one of us. So that yes, that's scary. But the only thing we can do is trust in the promises of God and know that He will keep us to the end. Yeah, and the, if if sorry, sorry, I got too excited. Go ahead. Oh, it, I was going to say, if we are saved, if God has saved us, He will preserve us because we are part of His His people and he will not lose a single one. So Absolutely. You can take that to the bank. bank Put that it. in your vape and vape it. 
No, not anymore. It's 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 bad for you. <laughs> That's right. It better not be flavored. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't want to get that popcorn long, you know. Uh, yeah. Um gosh, I don't have anything more to say than that. Um yeah. that's once again I, this is i think this is what's so helpful about reading and um meditating on the psalms is that in just an eight verse psalm we've got all of these pearls of truth that you can string together and we really only hit like three <laughs> verses <laughs> yeah, so right um you know with, after our recent journaling episode i've been trying more uh, concertedly to to journal my prayers especially to at least write down one of my prayers based on the Psalms of the day. And I'm finding that I'm, <laughs> I have to have a lot of paper to, if I'm going to, if I'm going to pray through yeah. an entire Psalm, because there really is, there's so much. And it really is true that it going through and using the language of, of a Psalm to uh, structure your prayer, you really do end up praying about things or saying different things than you would normally do, which is, it really helps keep prayer fresh as a practice. So, I'm I'm really enjoying uh, praying the Psalms of the day, but I yeah. but but and they're feel private lot, to me, I, so I'm not I would never do it on the podcast, but um, right. But they're really helpful as a as a private um, prayer practice. I uh, I feel a lot more like John Owen when I'm writing now because I have a hey. quill with a like a dip pen, so except I'm. I'm not as smart as John Owen. But so. you write shorter sentences. I don't think... Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> Paragraphs long Jeezy sentences. Pete. Oh, he's so hard to read, but gosh, he's smart. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right, well, do you have a, well, you have a I... question to ask me? Um... Oh, yeah. Lee, where can they find us? Great question. I'm going to try to provide an answer. <laughs> uh, you can find us on the website, www.guyswithbibles.com. Uh, you can also, uh, while you're there, you can look at our blogs, which we post twice a week. And then uh, audio of the podcast is on there on the podcast tab. But you can find us on so many podcatchers, I'm, I'm discovering, uh that it's uh, kind of ridiculous. Um, so I was actually looking around, and there's a, a website that just on um, on Mac devices alone, you can find us on, um, of course, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Bullhorn, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Listen Notes, Luminary, Overcast, Player FM, Pocket Casts, Pod Chaser, Pod Knife, which sounds dangerous. Um, Radio Public. That's very metal. It's super metal. Even the uh, the logo for it is really metal because it looks like like the the tip of a knife um, in a uh, microphone. It's kind of a cool logo. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, please check us out on the podcatcher of your choice. We should be on most of them, and I would love to hear what ones you can't find us on. I know we're not on Spotify, and I need to find a way to make that happen, but. Um, but yeah, so check out, check out the podcast there and hit subscribe. Uh, and then you can follow us on social media. We have a Facebook group. So just search guys with Bibles on Facebook and then request to join and we'll get you in there. 
You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Guys with Bibles. You can also email us. Of course, we have open DMs on Twitter, but you can also email us directly at guyswbibles at gmail.com. We like email. And also, don't we have a promo code thing with 1689 er We do. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, so our buddy, 1689er, um, he is doing uh, a promo during the month of December. So at his website, if you go on, it's uh, 1689er.com, so 1689er.com. Uh, go and check out his store. He's got a lot of cool stuff. There are uh, stickers, um, T-shirts, uh, all sorts of stuff. I actually have a 1689er T-shirt that I got early on. And I, I can't remember if I, yeah, if really I posted cool. it online or not, but I really should post it. But if you go on... I have a... Go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, I was going to say I have a 1689er uh, sticker on the top of my laptop. And oh, legit. Too legit to quit. So um, if you go on his shop, you can use our promo code 1689GUYS, 1689GUYS, and you'll get, uh, you'll get some... Uh, some money off. I think it's um, you, you get a dollar off every item in the cart, so that could really add up. But uh, it's yeah. good. It's really great guy. I love uh, supporting um, Christians, especially Christians making art, uh, really cool stuff, cool memorabilia, um, and getting getting theology out there. Um, I'm always I'm always down to support that, especially if it's a fellow 1689 person. So. <laughs> He's got that yes. front and center, and we like that about him. So, yeah, go go over and hit his store up, 1689er.com. Use the promo code 1689GUYS to get a dollar off each item in your cart. And also let him know that we sent you, because uh, we like that guy. And he's, he's a friend of our podcast, and um, spread the love. Especially now, like, with uh, Christmas coming, what, what better gift to give to the uh, Presbyterian in your life than some 1689 memorabilia? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, we love Presbyterians. Yeah, they're, they're great. Cool. They're cool and all that. <laughs> all right. Well, is that it? That's it. All right. Well, this is Guys with Bibles, and we're out. We're out.